Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio episode 466. Today is July 28th, and I am one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm another one of your hosts, Random Dave. I'm another host, Mo. I'm Kelly. I'm Adriel, the hunting gear guy. Yeah, and Mo, could you actually amp up the uh, the excitement there just to Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mo, and I am super I'm excited. Why the hell am I here? <laughs> Good grief. We've got the full crew tonight, too. Why bother? (laughs) Oh, bother. Oh, bother. (laughs) Well, let's get right into what we did with guns. And what we did with guns is sponsored by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And I kind of went through there, and they have some uh, Grey Birch LDRs in for $1,400. Nice. Yeah. Complete rifle. It's with a carbon fiber barrel and <sighs> I need to do that again. Nice guns. I like mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't even cleaned my rifles from the last <clears throat> anyways, it's been too late. What's oh, cleaning rifles? That. <clears throat> all, all my maple seed rifles are like sand coated. <laughs> I should really clean them. So it rains enough, you don't have to clean them, just squirt some brake free at them and you're good to go. Um, Dave, why don't you kick us off with what you did in guns? My transfer came through. I sold a Webley like six weeks ago and the transfer came through yesterday. So <clears throat> super excited about that. And that, well, more of the guy who bought it is super excited. And uh, I did some mathing because I had done a uh, transfer just in May. So between May 9th and to July 28th, if their numbers are incremental, which I assume they are, it would make sense. We've had uh, 73,943 transfers between mine. I'm assuming most of those are probably in the last, you know, four weeks. Lots of guns sold. Lots, yep. of, guns Lots sold. of guns sold. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So transferring guns. That's all I've been up to. How about you, Adriel? I did a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so just after last show, I polished uh, shotgun chambers. Now I had two shotgun barrels that were both giving me really hard extractions, like take the mm-hmm. pump and like bash it on the ground just for target loads too. Uh, so I tried two different methods. I tried uh, steel wool around a brush or a mop. Can't remember. It didn't work. It was just too weak. I was I was using like fine uh, steel wool didn't didn't do uh, didn't do it very quick, uh, and then I tried valve polishing compound and that worked great. And then I ran some six micron stuff afterwards just to kind of polish it up. And then in my Dremel kit, I had like a little brown fuzzy wheel like abrasive thing that like had some give to it. I ran that one because I had two barrels right. I had my eighteen inch barrel and I had twenty eight inch barrel. Tried them both, 
they both work just fine now. So I had the uh, the Savage Stevens 320 out at the range, and uh, it ran slugs and whatnot just fine. Then after it's like, oh, okay, it does work. Uh, I put a rail on it, and I put this Primary Arms Cyclops 1X uh, prism scope on it. It's a little bit far forward, so I've got this thing sitting like right at the back of, of where the rail is. It's still just a little, well, I don't know. Maybe it's fine. Not enough. Maybe it's fine. <laughs> you know, the advantage with this scope is that you okay. can, it, it's got like everything from three to seven inches is really oh, no. usable. Do it so, again. Do it to where now, it's really. Well, look, there's there's no cheek. There's no cheek weld. I got a chin weld at that. Yeah. So I'm going to need, By the way, need like a big boost on there. What's up? Yeah. So that vortex, uh, whatever, that picture that you posted on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is it Instagram that you posted it on? What, what the spotting scope? Yes, on top of your. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just jealous. You're just That's jealous that... of my magnification. Totally. That's the uh, chest weld for that one. There's <laughs> <laughs> not even a chin weld. With the ear just like hovering over top of the stock on yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. But that video is coming soon, so I don't want to. I don't want to. Excited about that. Way too much. That's a good one. Yeah, I've got yeah. an option just sitting right here. This, it's a good, it's a good spotting scope for the price and for the size of it. It's uh, it's very small, and uh, it's it's good enough that uh, I'm definitely get, like I can see out of this better than my twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollar rifle scope, which is cool. a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because like I I've, I had a two hundred and sixty dollar spotting scope before, and it was crap. It just like wasn't clear enough to be able to see better than a rifle scope. What's the point of it? Yeah. Uh, this yeah. one is clear enough. I would say I, I, I have um, actually have Rick's um, Vortex Razor spotting scope here. It's it's sharper, of course. It has less uh, chromatic aberrations, so like that blue fringing kind of on far things when you're looking through like glass. Did he um, leave that there that with you? Less. What's that? Did he leave that there with you? Yes. Yeah, for mm. review. And I got to get that done before he comes up to Edmonton, which is in a month. Which one does okay. he have? The Viper. I need to get one of the. Look at it here. I need to get one of the spotting scopes that we've gotten from Vortex back from somebody. Nice. So not maybe this is one dollar spotting scope. Mm hmm. <clears throat> So that vortex is definitely not a two hundred and sixty dollars spotting scope. That would be probably not. Thousand, no. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah, but this one's four fifty. Four no, four eighty maybe something like that. That's pretty good for the price, and it's got a mill radical on it too, so you can do hold oh, that's cool. not all them out. Nice. Yeah, that is yeah. nice. Yeah, you guys would appreciate something like that. Most people like would not care less, but if you're shooting PRS with other people who are using mill, then you'd be able to call out like a hold <clears> two <throat> left or whatever. Yeah, Very yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, I did a, a range visit with a couple listeners, Thomas and Roseanne, and uh, we went out to Sherwood Park. They got handguns and like, oh, we got handguns. Let's go take go. So we finally got out to the range. <laughs> nice. They shot. Um, they had a P10F and a Glock 48. I have a Glock 48. The P10F, the trigger on it is so much better than the Glock. It's embarrassing. It's so much better. And it may really made me want a P10. It, I was going to say, it really made you want to actually go and buy one now because mm -hmm. it's that much better. I keep looking at those and I'm like, that's for the price. That's pretty slick. 
Oh, Dave, you don't even know. Like a, a buddy of mine was a year ago trying to sell me his P10F for 450 bucks. I'm like, oh, good sorry, luck. I just I just don't want to, and I just, <laughs> don't, don't need it right now. And right yeah. now they're going for 800 bucks, <clears throat> and they're a good deal at 800 bucks compared to what else mm. you can buy right now on on the on, online. Yeah. I have somebody that's looking to buy my um, Glock 17, and I keep saying no, no, because they take it for range days, right? Because everybody mm-hmm. wants to shoot shoot a Glock, but I'm going. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get 800 bucks for it, and you can get now the P10F, like the grip on it's quite large. It's larger than my hands need. Oh, I have large hands, and I, I, I there's a there's a solid like half inch at the bottom that's just not being used. Mm. Uh, they also have the SC, the P10SC, which uses a shorter grip. I think it's a Glock 17 size grip. Uh, and uh, shorter frame, short, shorter slide as well. I would still probably get the P10F. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, really good, really good. Um, the Garand ran just great. So even with that surplus ammo that was giving me problems last week, uh, it was running just fine. So cleaning the chamber, cleaning the firing pin channel, oiling the crap out of them, it's working back to 100% again. Awesome. It's nice to troubleshoot something and then try a fix and have it work. <laughs> it doesn't always work like yeah, that. A lot of times uh, you're like, yeah. oh, I think it's this. You go take it to the range, like it's not that. It's like, oh, uh, that's why I'm, I'll try I'm something jealous, else. Jealous of my friends that have, you know, shoot off their back porch because you just sit on the back porch and fix it. Or it didn't yeah. work, worked. And we're like, I'm going to drive for an hour and then find out it didn't work. And then meh. I'm in the same boat. Or yeah. worse, drive an hour to the range and find out, oh, uh, my scope mount isn't on properly, and uh, I don't have tools to put it back on. <laughs> There's no one else at the range. I guess uh, I guess I'm going home. <laughs> Toolkit, Adriel. Always carry the tools for your gun in your branch bag. It this was, like this was many years ago. I was going to yeah. say, it sounds like this is something that you've experienced. My, yeah. a, a long time ago, this was with an M14. Uh, yeah. in when the first batches came in, I got an Arms 18 mount for it, and the it was just like not I couldn't dial in. It was so far yeah. off. Yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, what else we do? Oh, they also brought their uh, Heritage Rough Rider. Um, now I thought they were pretty close to the Ruger Wranglers, and they are. They're they're still a single action 22, but there are some little differences in how they work. I'd say like the Wrangler is just simpler to use. The Wrangler just has like the hammer. And then mm-hmm. the loading gate. You open up the loading gate, the cylinder moves. It's easy. You load it. You unload it. Um, with the uh, Heritage Rough Rider, uh, it doesn't use a transfer bar. So the trigger press is actually a little bit smoother. It's not doing as many things. Uh, it has a manual safety. Uh, the the cylinder only rotates one way. So when you're unloading it, you can only like do like one click at a time and then load or unload it. And... Uh, yeah, so like they they both have their their pros and cons. I would say um, similar enough to not really care which one you get, but uh, interesting. Uh, I've been thinking about reloading to save money. Like I was looking at some nine millimeter and some two two three and that kind of thing, and uh, reloading like costs are ah uh, they're they're it's starting to become worth it again. Worth it now? Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I was just gonna say components though are still. Some components are expensive. Some are like bullets are, st- are actually absolutely fine. I, I uh, I'm actually putting together a, an order from Tenda tonight, and uh, I'm getting some nine mil bullets for like one ten per thousand, which is yeah. what they were before ever all of this. What what yeah. grain? One twenty four. 
121. They didn't have one. Oh, 121. Okay. They had oh, they had man. 147s and 158s. I just don't feel like running that stuff because I don't. 58. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could if you run 158, you could make nine mil major. Uh, oh, interesting. The high pressure, right? So you yeah. Could, um, yeah, that would be useful for that kind of. Are thing. they the cam pros or something else? Cam pros. Yeah. Cam pros. Yeah. Cam pros. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, now the problem with so with nine millimeter, uh, if you buy it, it's forty one cents at the cheapest, uh, forty one cents per round. Uh, if you reload it, uh, you can reload for twenty five cents per round, depending on what your brass is is coming in at. So you can save about one hundred and sixty bucks per thousand rounds. Uh, on a progressive, I'd say that's worth it. So on a progressive, I can make about a thousand rounds an hour. So one hundred and sixty bucks per hour, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But there's no pistol primers anywhere. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, there's no pistol yeah. primers anywhere. I know. So I'm yeah. ordering the bullets, but like I'm just going to uh, put them on a shelf <laughs> <laughs> and, not, and not look at them. <laughs> yeah, just use small rifle. You're fine. I have small <laughs> rifle primers. I have like 15 and a half use. I have used small rifle primers in pistol rounds yeah. before. Mm. Yeah, but I, don't, I just don't want to with these ones. I, I, I'm probably just going to order that. Uh, Tenda has a deal on... Uh, 124 grain brass case that check weird stuff. Uh, oh, I, I was looking was at like, that. Yeah, it was like 819 <clears throat> per 2000, so like 410 or so, 410 per 1000. So, I'm just going to order some of that and then hopefully that gets me through until there's more primers available. Uh, I have been doing some work in my shop to set it up for reloading, so I've got like my reloading bench more or less set up in there, but I need like a bigger bench, so I want to build something in there. I've been looking at like some plans. If any of you listeners have a, a decent plan for like a nice wide bench, like maybe eight feet or something, I'd like to see it because I want to want to build something big. Two by fours nice. all put together. Yeah, I can send you a photo yeah, of what I did at work. Like if you get plans, you can make one trip to Home Depot, get your shit, come back, make all your cuts, and screw it together. It's just easier. What's the dimensions that you want? Like eight feet wide, eight feet wide by like whatever deep. I don't care. So I here's the trick: so make I it eight feet by four feet and four mm, feet tall. Too deep. Too deep. <laughs> well, then make you're it. To, doesn't matter. All eight by fours. Yeah, use but, use all the plywood. Uh, yeah, if you make it four feet tall, eight feet long, and then like two feet deep, it's super easy, and the math is simple. And your if you're putting a shelf, if you're putting a top on it, and then you're putting a shelf at the bottom to hold stuff. I need a top. I need yeah, a top on it's it. All yeah. it's all like one sheet of <laughs> one sheet of plywood and like yeah. ten two by fours, and you're good to go. Yeah, I'll send you a photo of what I did at work. It's real mm-hmm. easy. You're what? saying something? Yeah, it's kind of like the workbench I have in my um, garage right now. So I'll send yeah. you pictures. I need some. I want to make it heavy. So if it, if I build it light, I'm gonna add weight to it. Uh, yeah. I'll just put bullets and stuff on it, and because you need the weight so that when you're like reloading, it's not moving all over the place, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. I'll send yeah. you pictures of my reloading bench too. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but if anyone's got some plans, yeah, I want to see them because I want to. Like, I don't have plans. Anyways, uh, and then I'll take a look at my components, and I have. 1500 small rifle primers and I have all sorts of 223 brass and I have 1500 55 grain projectiles so I'm probably going to make some 223. You're getting itchy to reload, aren't you? <laughs> uh I'm just very cheap and like the the high prices right now are just like they're digging at the cheapness of me and I just don't want to I don't really want to pay for it. So yeah. for, five, five, for 223 I can make $270 per 1000. Mm. 
and uh, really but it's a lot more work. I cannot make a thousand rounds of two, two, three in an hour. I yeah. probably struggle to make even like two hundred. Mo, uh, Mo, are you alive? Say hi. I don't, I don't understand this thousand rounds. <laughs> I know it's good. It's good. I know it's a foreign concept. <laughs> a, th- a, th- a, th- a thousand? What are you talking? <laughs> As in, that's a lot, or that's nothing? Because I know no, guys that go through like twenty-five grand a year pretty easily. No, no, I know. I'm, yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. How many rounds do you do typically in a batch, Mo? Two to fifty. <laughs> like no, twenty minutes thousand. worth of work. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do a thousand minimum for for nine millimeter. I'll do a thousand yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in a batch, and that's that's enough to like. Okay, I've 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 made a dent in it, but then I might go back the next day and make another thousand. thousand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, not right now because small pistol primers are <laughs> not out there. Well, and and my two two three, like for two two three, I have a turret press. I'm, I don't have a progressive mm. setup for two two three. Mm. Um, that's going to slow me down a bit. But I also do have, I have a bunch of processed brass, so that's going to be a little bit faster. I think I want to get a tumbler. I don't like care for nine millimeter because I don't I don't care to wash or anything like that. But with two two three. I use lube to full length size them, and then that lube kind of gets all crappy and stuff. I kind of want to tumble them after I like full length size them, so that the outside isn't all crappy, um, and get like gets my chamber all crappy and my rifle and whatnot. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So I might get like I know some people are going to cringe at this and say like just go to the steel pin thing, but I might just get like a cheap uh, vibratory tumbler from Cabela's or something like that. Yeah. Because again, I only care about just giving it like a really rough cleaning on the outside. I care nothing for getting them perfectly clear. I don't care at all about getting the inside perfectly clear. I just want like buff the outside without having to do so much work. Yeah, it's just walnut shell or corn or whatever. Whatever's available. Corn. I know when we were doing it, we did corn, but we also Mm -hmm. threw in ball bearings as well and threw that in there. And it was actually, they came out shiny. My OCD was very (laughs) pleased with it. <laughs> I just, I just want to like keep the gunk to a dull roar, so I'll probably throw oh. them in like very little time. Overnight, they come out shiny. Ooh. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you tumble them for six weeks, they're like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> throw a little bit blind, of blind, blind your <laughs> opponents with the glare off but, them, so they can't see but, anything when they're shooting. Yeah, yeah. but because you are cheap, Adriel, go to the pet store and get and the walnut the shell one. for like a bearded dragon. Yeah, aquarium or whatever, and it's a lot cheaper <laughs> than buying the okay. the actual walnut shell that's for the tumbler, or it's the, the same cop stuff, the or the cob, the corn yeah. cob stuff that's in the pet store. Yeah, it's super yeah. cheap. Go yeah. there. Comes from the same factory. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've I've posted this to our group chat chat a couple of times. Uh, that tradition Kentucky rifle kit that Cabela's puts on sale once in a while for three ninety nine. And I was yeah. at Cabela's last week, and they're like, "Hey, this." Uh, what, when are you getting this on sale? Like, oh, it should be like maybe in August or something like that. And when it's say on sale, like the next day, mm. I got one. You got one? I got the, cool. I got the kit. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. I'm already working it. Well, I, I mainly got it to work on with uh, my kids. Yeah. Um, nice. I think I, I could probably finish it and do like a, a pretty decent job of it. But uh, um, I'd rather just do it with them and, and make it like a family project. So that's very that's cool. What we're doing. Are you going to do yeah. cool colors on it? Uh, you know that color change paint they put on cars, like uh, oh, like yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just yeah. gonna or no. tie dye. Nope, you're doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm not even staining it. 
I'm really? going straight boiled linseed oil on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And just straight oil. I tried it on the ramrod because I'm like, I don't know if I really want to stain it. If I want to go red or brown, what does it just look like with the BLO on it? And I was like, this is fine. <laughs> this you is know what? Fine. It looks not wood looks great with oil on it. Look at your cutting board. Your cutting board probably isn't stained. Right? Yeah. And it looks yeah. nice. Yeah. I hope it's, it's not, not stained. That... <laughs> yeah. Well, like um, a lot of the original like Kentucky rifles, they would have been stained and they would have been like a pretty dark brown with oil. But like, bleh, I don't care. It looks fine. It looks like it looks fine with that. So I'm just uh, inletting and sanding and we're just kind of throwing like an hour of work at it every day. So it's probably going to take us like goddamn weeks to to finish. But uh, it's been good so far. It's a nice little kit. And for three ninety nine, like it's a it's a pretty cheap project gun that'll make a nice wall hanger one thing if anyone out there is listening and, and wants to get one of these things the butt pad on it is super curved and i don't know whose shoulder it's made for but maybe like an elf or something like that because it like it jams right into your arm right here it's not made for humans uh, like i was i was reading up it and, I, and they were saying like oh yeah some people would like horseback and it would like fit on their arm i was like okay i buy that like you could ride around with this thing on your arm you would want to shoot it like that. I have I have no idea why it's shaped like that. They, be, because they don't shape them like that anymore. I imagine it was like I don't know, just some olden days stupidity. That seemed they, like they a good idea at the time. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like my Enfield with no pistol grip on it. I'm like, what is this piece of crap? Well, it's almost yeah. like those sharps where they used to have the butt pad. They had a piece of brass and almost like cradled around your shoulder in your arm. But it, yeah, but like it doesn't go to your armpit. Like if you want to put it right here, there's nothing like nothing to do. You could put it on your arm, like on your shoulder, I guess. And uh, also horseback, it would be really good. The the point of it is very pointy. You could pop that in like some leather or something like that and ride around with that thing up high very easily. It wouldn't slip off either. Okay. I'm going to pay you picture. I'm going to pay money to see pictures of you doing that though. On horseback, I can do. this. I, this I can do. I won't shoot at horseback because I'll end up on the on the ground. But uh, get Rick out there, get Rick to give you a pony ride, and do it that way. Mm-hmm. And we will pay money. We will collect money from listeners for this project. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I would have rather have gotten the uh, they had a flintlock one, but the flintlock one was like two hundred bucks mm-hmm. more, and it's like eh, for a project gun that my kids are probably going to fuck up somehow. Uh, I'm probably just going to go with the percussion cap one. <laughs> Way to be supportive, so Dad. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm looking at like percussion caps and powder, and at least like it, you can find the percussion caps for it. I have an order again upstairs waiting waiting for me to go hit the the buy button. Yeah, uh, you and two other guys are fighting over those. <laughs> there's enough of them out there the percussion caps they're not like small pistol primers where it's like that's, that's what i'm saying it's you and two guys on e- on yeah. uh, on online buying them yeah and i found powder locally that's like reasonable and all that kind of stuff gently motivating individuals oh yeah it's good for that like all along the bottom <laughs> is a nice brass strip you could really butt stroke someone with that thing. <laughs> like that's what they were used in the eh, one of the one of the early american wars anyways uh, to the Maple Seed call, I think one of the uh, one of the people remarked that uh, there are three uh, Slamfire Radio people on the Maple Seed calls now, which is kind of funny. Uh, and then I just uh, today signed up for an August three gun match. Uh, there's one open up at uh, Sherwood Park for members only for now. For now, and uh, popped on that. What am I gonna shoot? Savage Axis? Is there a Savage Axis uh, division? 
<laughs> Maybe an SVT 40? No, I'm going to shoot my grand, of course. <laughs> Is this a question? No, now that I've got it running, I just know, like, okay, make sure it's clean and, and uh, the chamber is scrubbed and it's not rusty or whatever. Um, good sorry, a little bit longer of a update, but I did lots of gun stuff this week. So yeah, uh, that's about it for me. Uh, what about you, Kelly? I did a thing or two or five or seven. Anyways, I haven't been on two weeks, so I did do a couple of things. One of the things that was happening uh, last week was the She Shoots episode. We had a man Lynn Mayhew on. So it's fantastic. Uh, episode 8 is coming out on August 9th. So save the date, 8 p.m. EST. We have Amber Lynn from Cantac Firearms and also Jen G from CSAAA on. We're going to be talking about women in the firearm industry. So come on over and chat with us. And you can win some prizes too, by the way. So uh, she shoots. Um. The other thing that happened was uh, two weeks ago, we had Maple Seed at Spitzville. So it was a double header. So we uh, were there two days in a row. I wanted to give a huge shout out to Greg Oise, who was available both days. And he was my 2IC. Uh, we had Kareem and also Richard helping out. So Kareem was on Sunday. Uh, he was, this was his first shoot ever as an instructor. And Richard, he helped it on the Saturday. And it was his first shoot as an instructor as well so um stinking hot by the way no rain we're batting a thousand for good weather but it was actually <laughs> 35 degrees in full sun and people yeah. we that's were not making, batting a thousand <laughs> <laughs> we were making sure that people were drinking i was the maple seed mom i kept asking inappropriate questions like have you peed yet <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what color it is. All right, you're good. Right. Are, are you that desperate for good weather that 35 you're you're putting that in the good weather category? Yeah. <laughs> Oppressive <laughs> heat. See, I hate winter, so I'll call 35 good weather. Yeah. And I'll take heat over rain. So there was no tornadoes, there was no hurricanes, there was no what are they called? Dreshos or Drake? What are Adriel, what are they called? Drecho? Derecho, yeah. So we didn't have the any big of those. Like the the big, the, yes. The, and there was no, I don't know, the apocalypse, the horse, whatever. Four <laughs> drills with their weird guns on a horse. Yes. But we did have a couple of <laughs> listeners that came and uh, shot. So Richard, I want to say hi to Richard. He's a regular listener. William, William's listening tonight as well. So he uh, came out. He scored a rifleman and he's going to be helping out right. too. So congratulations and thank you for stepping up. And then we also had Michael as well, another listener. And I was there and I took a bag full of of the patches and I hand them out to everybody. So that's yeah, good. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, last weekend what happened was I did a thing as well. That's what we're talking about. I might as well talk about it. Uh, so the Ontario photo shoot for the CCFR Gunny Girl calendar, it happened last weekend. So a bunch of ladies descended on uh, um, Bancroft, Ontario. Uh, we rented out a Airbnb that saw 20 people. It was an amazing amazing weekend with a bunch of ladies we had fires that night we had a, a little bit of alcohol um a little bit <laughs> okay there was a lot of alcohol a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um but we had the best time ever and it was a bunch of ladies getting together to support other women and getting women into shooting so it was fantastic nice. i just wanted to give a huge shout out to the ladies of the women's program also to our models 
our photographer and our lighting team as well. And in the main shoutouts, I'm going to give a shout out to specific people that were helping out as well. So one of the other things that I did was I just recently, as as, as of today, I registered for the Lord Trent Valley or PS match that's going to be happening on September 4th. Uh, and I put that into the event section. I just wanted to give a shout out to Russ Rodriguez, who is actually one of uh, the Maple Seed instructors, but he hosts monthly events or PS meant events at uh, Lower Trent Valley. And he's trying to get, he's really, really trying hard to get more and more women to come out. So I told him that I would talk about it. I, first of all, I told them that I would register for the Lower Trent Valley or PS match on September 4th. Um, I'll give you a see. Anyways, it's one of the only days I had available. <laughs> I'm going, I'm actually free that day. I can do it. So anyways. Have you, I have you shot an ORPS yet? Yep. Oh. So I did one in, it's been a while. Uh, it was July 1st weekend, uh, not last, it was last year. I think it was last year and it was in Stittsville. So I went and shot that one. Uh, so anyways, going to go to this one on September 4th. Uh, as I said, Russ is trying to get more women into the shooting, uh, ORPS and preservation rim fire and all that. So I told him that I would talk about it and I would register for today as well. So I put the, it in the event section. So we're going to talk about it there. And other than... You know, being busier than a warm arm paper hanger, that's that's me. So, Mo. Um, I was supposed to go to a IPSEC match at Eastern Ontario this past weekend, but I ended up canceling because I needed the time to finish my move. Um, so, unfortunately, I didn't get to go. Uh, the good part is I did get all my restricteds uh, moved and I was happy with that. I was able to do it all in one shot. So I managed to locate enough um, trigger locks, cable locks, padlocks <laughs> for, all, for all the the cases and triggers, obviously. So I got it all done. I was happy with that. Uh, I managed to fit it all into the new temporary safe, but it was a bit of a snug fit, but they all, they all got in there. Um, so that's it. So I'm, that was a relief to get that done. Uh, and uh, I have a match coming up this weekend in Stittsville, mentioning Stittsville. Um, and that's really, that's really it for me. Um, so, so that's why I sound a little burned out. <laughs> yeah, I know the move. The <laughs> I did, I did the move myself. So like mm. uh, it was very backbreaking <laughs> and uh I missed shooting. I'll put it that way. But uh, Kelly was mentioning the heat. And like, if I had gone to that match, it would have been like a close to 40 with the humidity. So I guess it was good that I didn't end up going. <laughs> um, but I got to enjoy it while I moved. So there was that. Um, how about you, Kyle? Uh, well, I was going to go shooting on Saturday, but uh, there was a post that, there wasn't an RO for that day, so the range was going to be closed. So I ended up ROing, spending the day ROing the range so that it could be open. Nice. Not so. It was it was a day. It was kind of boring, but is what it is. I uh, ROing, that's good. Boring is good. Yeah. Well, except for I had one guy come and shoot, sold a membership, and one guy came and shot. So it was it was a beautiful day out too. But uh, then was on a maple seed call, same one as Adriel and Kelly, and just been 
working with the guys at the range planning for westerns coming up next weekend uh planning food and everything getting all that sorted out so but uh yeah i'm actually hoping to make it to the range and do some actual shooting for prep for westerns here this weekend so hopefully get out and smash some clays but that's that's it for me so cool with that we'll get on oh excuse me uh get on to upcoming events Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the ver- firearms vertical. They help with the business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can learn more at telosalpha.com. And for uh, stuff, uh, we got maple seed events are available. All the open Events are available. So we got Chilliwack, Redmondville, Smithers, Dawson Creek, Blyman Valley, St. Andrews, Ontario, Tracyville, Cornwall, Broken Head, Fort Mac, and the Atlantic Marksmanship, Marksman Association. So those all have spots open. Yeah. 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 We have a few more that um, have spots available too, but we'll put those in. I think October events. Okay. Yeah, this is just this is just like a a month or two. Over, yeah, over the next yeah. month and a half or yeah. two months. Yeah, yeah. so you can go to- Cornwall. Those are the same place. I'll have to clean that up. Anyways, okay, okay. Uh, you can go to mapleseedrifleman dot com to see find other events that might be available later on, or to get your ticket. Camloops. Uh, Rimfire Competition Academy and CRPS Ladies Only Match is happening this weekend. Uh, they have, let's see, the Ladies Only Match 10-stage standard format, uh, PRS-style long range. There's going to be about 1 to 5 targets placed 1 to 300 meters. You can go to practice score uh, for either one of them. It, there you got two different ones, July 30th and uh, CRPS on July 31st. Uh, CNSCA Western Canadian Championships at Wapiti Shooters Club, August fifth to seventh. You can check CNSC check the poster out on CNSCA on Facebook or the Wapiti Shooters Club website. And then there is an ORPS match in the Lower Trent Valley on September fourth. Kelly was just talking about that. It's in Frankfurt, Ontario, PRS style, five stages from twenty five to one hundred yards, plus a bonus stage. Approximately 60 rounds, and it's 25 bucks for adults, free for youth. You can send an EMT for your fees to ORPS at ltvfg.ca and use LTV22 capitals as the password. You'll be approved to squad once payment is received. Is that on uh, practice score, Kelly? Yeah, it is. Okay, so you can search that out on practice score register and then send them an emt yep uh ladies days as always kelly aka the cfcfr women's division is continually looking to sponsor events so you can contact slamfire radio at gmail.com or info at firearmsrights.ca get the package everything and get uh helped out with your event uh there's a lot there kelly yeah so there's a lot of stuff on 
Twitter. I know Twitter's a cesspool. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but there's been a lot recently about some of the events that are Ladies Day events that are taking place. Uh, specifically with Canadian Tire sponsoring the event that's going to be happening uh, next weekend in yeah. Brunswick. And then we I also did actually see that one, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, there is, um, so with respect to that, um, you know, it's always great to have Ladies Day events. And if we can have mm-hmm. more that we can have, the more that we can actually want, uh, bring more people into our sport or two, have them understand what our sport is all about. Or three, if we're posting this stuff all over the place and people are posting pictures of them shooting, and these are women that are between the ages of eight and 80, that's going to combat a lot of the negative stereotype um, that's going around. And it's also about empowering women too. I keep saying it's all about empowering women, but again, if it's, you know, Someone who's 80 years old firing off a, I don't know, a 6.5 Creed more, uh, you know, and she's got a big smile on her face and doing this, which is one of the pictures that I recently <laughs> used to make a poster. Um, awesome. it, it's going to combat the, again, stereotype thinking that people have about sh- Canadian gun owners and shooters. So more events that we can have. Uh, so send me an email here at slamfireradio at gmail.com or uh, send it to info at firearmsrights.ca or you can even kelly.wheaton at firearmsrights.ca. I'll send you the package and we can also talk about sponsorship in that as well. So yeah, that's me. Cool. And we haven't talked about it much, but uh, September 9th, 10th and 11th is TACCOM mm-hmm. in Mississauga. So it's basically Canada's version of SHOT Show, but open to the public. Right. So tickets are now on sale. They have opened them up. The other thing is, too, if all of the stuff that's going through, like the handgun ban and OIC and all that, after a while, it won't be TACOM anymore. It'll just be a show with 12-gauge. So get out and do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the again. I'm just reality. Truth bombs all over the place. Yeah. Just go. Anyways. So that brings us to the end of the events, and we'll get into the news. Speaking of happy things. Yeah, speaking (laughs) of happy things. And probably the thing that everybody's talking about is that the, the buyback program and the proposed dollar values on what the government is proposing to pay us has come out. And they have a survey attached to it as well. And so, first of all, who's going to fill out the survey? No, I'm not. <laughs> what? No. So, um, basically, the government has said, um, okay, first they were late on their homework. Oh, sorry, I didn't even start. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get ourselves like another year and a half. And now they're like, okay, we're done. Here's what we have so far. But it's like, it's total shit. You can tell oh, it's yeah. like, no. Like they just mailed it in, and now they're like, "Can you guys do our work for us? Can you tell us how much it should be?" Mm-hmm. So I think you should take it. Uh, make sure to um, write. I wouldn't say that. I would say write down the value it has to you, the personal yeah. value. It should be what you <laughs> put on there. Priceless. Priceless. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, See, I, I kind of disagree with that personally. Sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. I was just going to say it is. There are going to be things that are going to be priceless. Like specifically family heirlooms and that. So Mm -hmm. it is priceless. Okay, Kyle, your turn now. I'll shut up. I would 
my personal view is when you put in that price, that's what you'd be willing to sell it to the government for. And I'm not willing to sell mm-hmm. stuff to the government. So I'm not going to participate yeah. in the program. Okay. That's my personal, to, that's my wanna, personal opinion. I want to sell that clapped out NEA uh, receiver over there. If I can sell it for 1300 bucks, I'll sell that every day for 1300 bucks. <laughs> well, why don't you do voluntary? Hmm? Well, it so is. Do one. It is. You will either sell it or you will disable it. Those are going right. to be our two options. Correct. Yeah. Well, the other option is you tell them to go after themselves, and then you wait for the SWAT yeah. team to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's but an it, option as well. But the prices that they the prices they indicated, like Sean, he has in here that he feels like he's being screwed. For lack of a better <laughs> that, term. that's because they're they're, they're like violated, a teenager yeah. that caught violated. not doing their homework, and they're like, okay. Yeah. Here's, a, here's some numbers. Is this good? It's like, no, this what? is totally no. completely stupid. 2800 for BMG? Like, really? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Well, so and- the funny, funny thing about this entire thing is Bill Blair is up in front of the commission the other day and says, we were planning this for years. We've been plotting and coming up with stuff. <laughs> plotting. And it was just a coincidence that we happened to release it just after that idiot with his smuggled gun shot a bunch of people. Really, no, I actually he's he's correct. He's it's been planned been well, planned. He is for correct. Years. They've been thinking about it. I think but if this correct. is the best you it's can come planned. up with with years of planning, what what the hell, guys? Well, Dave, this like you're talking about. There's a difference Amateur here: hour. announcing versus doing. The mm-hmm. announcing part's fun. You can just announce anything. Yeah. We're gonna ban assault style weapons, but then doing yeah. it is hard. You gotta like figure out numbers and contracts people and yeah. are they get numbers are hard yeah not? you gotta spend money oh it's hard <laughs> like it's really hard to, to but they're looking for cooperation as well from people specifically yeah. uh, gun owners they're looking for corporate cooperation from retailers they look and nobody is wanting to really cooperate with them yeah, why should we cooperate send, with them <laughs> you're right they're sending this stuff out but Going back to what you said, Dave, they did use the uh, what was hap- what happened in Port of Port to actually announce this because it, it's an opportunity, and that's what yeah. that's mm-hmm. what happened. And then with yeah. Uvalde, they didn't even try and try and hide that. They just said this was the perfect opportunity, and Canadians yeah. have never been more excited about gun control. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, guys. Anyways, go back and have more Ladies' Day, and we can post that, and we can counteract this shit. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so I like for anyone who's here. interested, it is thirteen and thirteen hundred and thirty-seven dollars for an AR, which is what they're proposing. <laughs> so when I saw that, I laughed because gamer speak one three three seven is elite, which would be elite. So I'm wondering if they got that number off a random Reddit post somewhere. Probably. Where they get that number? They're just like Google. What is an AR-15 worth? Oh, there's a Reddit post. Yeah, okay, thirteen hundred and thirty-seven. No, I there bet you. you I bet you they paid a consultant oh, millions probably. of dollars to come up with just that crappy list. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, like Mike says, imagine owning an eight-gauge Holland and Holland and seeing a price like that, and that so over twenty millimeters, it's twenty-six hundred eighty-four dollars. Yeah. And, there's your, there's your uh, you know. Your uh, your Latvian anti tank rifle, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the final version, though. This is just some like crappy milled in like average. Like, there's probably a lot of clapped out eight gauges out there that like twenty six hundred be way too much for, right? This is not going to be the final price point. I'm not getting thirteen hundred bucks for that for my shitty NEA upper and lower over there. I'm not getting it. I'm getting like a hundred, two hundred bucks. I bet a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, and no. it, yeah. I have a feeling that they're throwing this out just so that they can say, "Oh, look, we consulted." Yeah, we well, stuff. exactly. We, we we tried to work with you guys. 
It'll be like for too much on the band. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he asked for more than we can give. (laughs) It'll it'll be like the survey on the assault weapon ban, where they did it, and then they're all of a sudden like, oh, 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 no, this didn't mean anything. This was just whatever. Yeah, they just turn around and do whatever they want to, anyways. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in more happy news, due (laughs) to pending government regulation, all existing handgun and revolver inventory has been committed and we are otherwise sold out. Furthermore, based on the aforementioned, Stoker Canada will not be importing any more handguns right now. Yep. Which, I mean, you're like, Stoker, who cares? But they sell more than just Stoker. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, who was that anyways? That was the importer stoker canada so oh, it was stoker canada okay yeah. yeah but like they yeah they have more than just stoker that they uh that they bring in so beretta's yeah. beretta yeah. is under stoker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you want your outdated 90s tech um get one, get one to use or something <laughs> oh, i don't know <laughs> yeah they're, they're, we're i don't think i don't think they rep any revolvers that. so i can't i can't stab those guys but uh yeah, yeah. well it's, gonna see a lot more of that in the i was just gonna say it's a sign of the times aren't going yeah. to be renewing inventory yeah. the closer we, we get, get to september yeah, yeah the closer the closer they are to to holding on to a bunch of um we should read out the uh the, the proposed compensation amount for all these different platforms though um, yeah, let's do that okay Air platform we'll is 1337. CX4 Storm is 1317. CZ Scorpion is 1291. M14 rifle 2612. Holy crap. Could you imagine having one of the Norks that you bought for 399 back in the day? Think of the <laughs> ROI. Again, I have a feeling that when they do this, they'll actually be like, oh, you've got a Norinco from 2006. That's 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the national match rifles for those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robinson armament. It doesn't say XCR. It just says Robinson armament. Uh, yeah. So I'm assuming the XCR 2735 mini 14, 1407 SG 550 and SG 551 6209. Six hour. Guys that have 10 of them are making bank. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the SG 550s went for when you, when they originally came in. Uh, the MCX and MPX are 2369, VZ58, 1139. Firearms with a bore diameter of over 20 millimeters will be 2684. And firearms with a muzzle energy of over 10,000 joules, aka your 50 BMGs, will be 2819. Yeah. Yeah. Get the scope mounts for that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's one of those Norinco AR uppers. No. <laughs> Nobody's selling their 50 cal for that. No. Uh, no. LOL. That's adorable. It's like Mattel's my first bracelet. Nice try, guys. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, well, we'll get into some actual good news this time. There have been a bunch of uh, CCFR legal fund donations. Yeah. Yay, so good. Torch River Pistol and Rifle Club donated $300. Cornwall Handgun Club donated 1000 Algonquin Shooting Sports Association donated 5000 Couch and Fish and Game Association donated 1500 Wild West Shooting Center donated a thousand. Vegarville Wildlife Federation donated two hundred and fifty, and Montreal Firearms Recreation Center donated two hundred and ninety dollars. Crap. So thank you to all those clubs for helping out. That's that's Crapham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I put it in there. Crapham. Crapham. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 And I and, did. Uh, I did yeah. check about the contest as well. It's still running. Perfect. Well, so, I just so in did. the contest 
Kelly's talking about is the Ultimate Choice 2022 contest being put on by the CCFR. First place is $10,000 shopping spree. Second and third are each $5,000 shopping sprees. And there's five more prizes of $1,000. For every $25 you donate, you receive one entry to win. So. I wonder if I can, can I win? I can't win, can I? I'm a doctor. I don't know. I, I'm not able oh, to win. God. Damn it. No. It's in the fine print. I resign. <laughs> there you go just quit wait for the contest and then sign up again there you go yeah <laughs> smart um if you are and you can donate by sending an emt to finance at firearmsrights.ca or going onto the website i'm sure they have a link on the website to do. donate yeah, hmm? do. yep. yeah donate now be- donate often keep the fight dealing with frustrations while shooting well let me how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do new gun stuff first. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> so new gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Ash and Coffee, and we've been an ambassador for them for a bit. Uh, coffee is roasted in small batches and is some pretty damn good coffee. So you can get to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com and use discount code SLAMFIRE, all capitals, one word. And this is where we turn it over to Adriel to go over the new gun stuff. And Adriel is muted right now. Yeah, just let me know that it's like I'm talking. And it's like your mic's muted. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Firearms Outlook Canada has the Black Creek Labs MRX Bison magazines. These are those twenty round uh, mags made for the bolt action MRX. Thirty five dollars, very reasonable. Nice. Yep, kind of neat. Uh, Marstar Canada is carrying new wood, new production woodstocks for the K98. These are the prestigious uh, woodstocks that we had uh, on Slamfire oh, cool. once upon a time oh, a while yeah. ago. Except, yeah, they're for the uh, K98. They're made with uh, birch plywood, uh, so they'll have like that layered uh, laminate kind of look to them, and they should be pretty strong. So if your K98 stock is uh, beat to hell and you want to put something else on it and actually use your K98, maybe use one of these. Oh, yeah. Looking at them, too, you stained that dark, and uh, that would uh, look very nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Or you can do that color paint job that Adriel was talking about and what we did with guns yeah. where you can actually mm-hmm. see it from one angle and it's blue. One angle yeah. is purple. I, I was messing with the guys that was hardcore yeah. and I was and I was like, hey guys, let's so like I'm gonna like truck bed liner will will stick to this, right? And I, was, I kept asking them <laughs> stuff like that. And they're like, Yeah, but you really should use a stain and some oil. <laughs> I'm like, oh that sounds You're like not gonna so drop work. it. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, and you, I can just use my grinder to like to to relieve this, right? And they're like, "Well, you should use a Dremel or, or like sandpaper." Put <laughs> the chainsaw in there. Uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Uh, Marstar also has the Canik SFX Rival nine millimeter dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so they have some more Canics over there for uh, yeah eight ninety nine dark. And then we have this. Tactical Imports <laughs> uh, has the SR410 Mini non-restricted revolver shotgun. Uh, it's about the size of that SS211, so very t- tiny, uh, except it's a revolver 410 shotgun. Neat. Very cool. Yeah, very, very neat. Uh, cool. 699 
so they're, they're not like super cheap, but they're one of a kind. Look at the tiny little stock on that thing. <laughs> so they literally just cut it and then put a butt pad right there. Like that's yep. that was a full stock, and they're just like, Meh, chainsaw it. And it's like something inside at Santa's workshop for defense. It's so tiny. It's too bad 410 is like so expensive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. uh, mm. that's all the stuff that I found this week. Okay. Well, with that, we'll get into the main topic. And I kind of thought this would be kind of interesting to go over based on recent events for myself, but I wanted to go over dealing with frustration while shooting, just recreationally, or during a competition. By the way, there's no crying at competitions. Absolutely not. Uh, You go to your trailer to do that. I have seen crying as well. Eat your red M&Ms in your trailer. Cried private. <laughs> Suck your thumb, fetal position, all the good jazz. Hmm. Okay. So, like, kind of what what are you asking or what are you looking for? Well, just... Okay, you, so... Uh, this last... Story. Background story. Most recently, I was shooting Sporting Clay Match here in Grand Prairie, the Bramley Challenge. And day one... Like it, high expectations were were definitely part of it, but it was just shooting like shit. Couldn't hit anything, and quite literally to the point where I was very close to literally just hanging up the shotgun and saying, "Screw this, I'm done." Mm-hmm. So you got into quitting, head. as Richard is saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to highlight how you deal with that because I ended up taking a step back after the morning shoot. And decide, okay, well, I'm going to go shoot the true pair game. It's not registered and try again. I still shot like shit, but I felt better about it. So, <laughs> okay. I think it's a good topic because, like, I um, I've, I've seen people frustrated at Maple Seeds, uh, mm-hmm. frustrating with their, with their performance. Uh, at the most recent three gun match uh, I was at, uh, my son got really frustrated with his performance. And uh, I face the same things he did and I didn't get frustrated, but it was, uh, it was just interesting to, to kind of see. And I mean, I see it at maple seed or, or in three gun. Uh, and I would say at it's worst. It gets really destructive and people start like giving up and just being, ah, this doesn't matter anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it's <laughs> terrible. And like, they know better, they can do better, but they just like purposefully, um, shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, not literally, proverbially, but metaphorically, yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, would you and, say uh, that Adriel, what and Kyle, what you're mostly seeing there, and what you had, Kyle, from the other day, that was just, that was expectations versus reality. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we could go down and break down what's causing the frustration, and most times it's expectation. I've had it in three gun. Now, if three gun, it wasn't quit. It was trying to just go even harder and end up screwing up even more. Maybe not the nonchalant like Adriel saying, but like, okay, I got to make up the time. So just going hard at it and end up screwing yeah. up worse right. and making sure that the match yeah. is a total screw up. <laughs> you get into that spiral where you get yeah. mad, you make it worse, which makes you matter, which makes it worse. Which... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's mental. It, oh. 90, 90% of the stuff is mental. We always know that if we go into a match or if we're going into clinic or anything like that, we're going to have things that happen. 
we will. Well, whether it be ammo, whether it be malfunctions with our firearms or whatever. And those happens. That's a reality. So how do you deal with that? Or you might have a shit shot. Is that shit shot? <laughs> shit shot. A shit, shit shot. shot. Yeah. But you're yeah. thinking about the shot that just happened instead of concentrating on the one that's happen- coming up. So the reality is you're you're basically psyching yourself out. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen people blow matches because they missed one shot and they were done. Or I've also seen yeah. people do really, really well and they blow matches because of the fact that they're going, oh, look at that. I just shot, you know, 24 clays. I only got one more to do and I'm going to clean it. You know what they do with the 25th? <laughs> yeah. You know what they do with the 25th? They miss they it. Miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a mental thing. They're not actually yeah. thinking about what they should be thinking about or the muscle memory and the practice they put into it. I find it the best when I don't care and I don't think about it. Yeah. And I'm Me just too. there and I'm in the moment and I'm taking each shot and no shot matters. But the one I'm taking, I don't check my scores. I don't even want to know. Yeah. There are times where you have to physically push hard, like with dynamic shooting. But mm-hmm. you're up. I would agree with you, Dave, when you are mentally just relaxed and okay, this is what I got to do. And you go out there and it won't feel like you're going fast, but you're actually cooking pretty good and you lay down an awesome time. If you're out there having a fun time, because shooting should be fun, by the way. If it's not, then mm-hmm. should be. Stop, yes. stop shooting. Anyways, uh, but Mo, he has given us some great tips, uh, specifically when shooting Ipsec. He likes to be squatted with people like that are really, you know, Canadian champions. And it, what mm-hmm. it does is also pushes you to excel and to get better and better and better and you and still having a good time and then also watching those people too so he's watching what they're doing so that he can incorporate it too yeah yeah so yeah but the frustration is definitely mental and it's all expectation based right so So, i know for myself when i get that way like i had to do this most recently is just take a step back and like you said it's supposed to be fun if you're not having fun stop and crystal will remind me of that because i'll get down on myself or whatever and but are you having fun it's like actually you know what yeah you're right i need to have fun first and you know screw expectations if you don't have it that day you don't have it that day world champions also have really bad Mm -hmm. days yeah Yeah. they do so and then then they refocus for the next stage and they don't bring the previous bad stage with them Right. So like in, a, in an Ipsic match setting, right. You're not, you're not thinking out how poorly you did in that previous stage. You're just focused on the next one and saying, okay, this is a <laughs> chance for me to, to do better. Have you guys ever seen that target? It's practice target and it's a circle in the middle and around the edges. It says, you missed, you missed, you missed, you missed. And in the middle, it says, yes, do that. Keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. do that yeah. This is I've good. Also, I've also seen it. You suck, you suck, you suck. And that's actually yeah. not what you should be doing. Nah, I don't like that. Don't be so negative. Negative. Um, Let's read yeah. this one from Mike here. Yeah. I found if you buy cool shooting shirts with made-up sponsors, at the end of the day, some people will think you're still way better than you actually are, and you just had an off day. <laughs> That's uh, pro tip right there. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wear slam fire shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we should get nervous. We should get, should get stage the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to, I think it's a really good topic because when, a, when you, you and Crystal were on recently, you were talking about how you came into uh, the Maple Seed Clinic and you had expectations and then you got frustrated because you said, I should be shooting better than this. 
And Actually, surprisingly enough, I didn't get frustrated at the maple seed. That was kind of oh. like a setback. But no, I didn't get frustrated at the maple seed. Well, that's good. Why didn't you get frustrated at the maple seed? Because you said that you... Because I was there to you're... learn. I was, hey. there to, I was there to learn, and it was a course, and I was I knew I wasn't going to go in there and just ace it, but I expected to do better, and I knew that it wasn't the gun's fault, so I was doing something wrong. So, Okay. The first maple yeah. seed I did, I was expecting to shoot a little better. Not that I shoot a lot, so I mean, I wasn't really expecting to blow it out of the water, but I'm like... I know I, I, I can shoot okay. I'm going to do okay at this. And then rifle didn't fit. I'd never actually used that 10-22 lying prone for some reason. So nothing fit. It was just, it was frustrating. And I thought about it. That was it my much. story too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the second one I did in Drumheller, I said, screw the 10-22. I'm bringing my AR because I shoot that thing all the time. It's like part of my it's body. Like, yeah. And somebody took my 1022 because i gave it to you for a loner rifle kelly and they shot like i don't know 230 or something with my loner rifle never <laughs> touched one before they did great <laughs> and i shot my ar-15 and you know what when i was shooting that rifle and it did it went down like during my my first uh my first thing MCT. no big deal took it all apart replaced some parts inside it back on because i knew exactly what was wrong with it like mm-hmm. exactly no problem so part of that is also making sure that you know you're comfortable with whatever you're shooting as well so you gotta trust your equipment and you know i know with that ar-15 and the configuration it's in when i lie down and i put my stock right here and i've got my scope dialed in i'm not gonna yeah. mess done and that's muscle memory everything yeah so well this is gonna sound funny i think what definitely helped with my maple seed was with the first mad minute right at the start just to set your baseline i sucked shit at that so that basically <laughs> right away ego gone now like okay well i ego is gone i think it would have been different if i was shooting really good groups throughout the day and then went to got to the mqt and was struggling to make riflemen i probably would have gotten a little more frustrated at that point but because right off the bat i was okay knocked down a yardstick of pegs and <laughs> You know, so then I reset my mental thinking. Yeah, I think that we're talking a lot about maple seed. One of the reasons is because we're all maple. We've all attended maple seed. We're all instructors, anyways. But I think I think you're more likely to feel frustrated <laughs> in a maple seed too than a, th- yeah. a three gun match and, and see that frustration on on display yeah. because it's something new and different. Yeah. Well, and um, with three gun, um. Yeah, the only time you really see people really frustrated is like the only type of time I see people really frustrated is when their gear isn't working. And, mm-hmm. and that's when, that's when people start like throwing guns or getting really pissed off um, is because their guns aren't working properly. They're, they're jamming. I, I see a lot of guys having like a crappy run and then they're just like, eh, it was still fun. Having fun. Right around. Yeah, still having fun out here. Yeah. Oh, I got part out. Oh, well, well, and you know, but uh, but when when guns start jamming, that's when people start doing some really dumb things that uh, yeah uh, unsafe yeah, things as well disqualified so, or yeah. uh, just hurt their match. I mean, like at at that at that match where I had that that grand jam as, as my second gun in on a stage, which the first one was like uh, a single mag of my shotgun, and then I go to my grand and it jammed. It was like oh, I guess I'm done. Um, it didn't bother me at all. And then on the on the very next stage, I got first overall on the stage after that, I got first overall. 
Yeah. I just didn't care. I got, I got a mid pack score at the end of the day, but like, I don't have anything to prove. So like, that's, that's totally fine for me. Great. And, uh, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think like I, I have failed to meet expectations. My first CRPS match. I'm like, Oh, I'll be more than mid pack. Nope. Solid mid pack. <laughs> it's a brand new thing. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of rifle shooting, but, uh, not that kind of rifle shooting. That's a different. No, it's its own it's, thing. Yeah. It's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I started uh, when I started doing competitive shooting, I was very lucky to be last <laughs> with some of the stuff that happened. I had a and I have a video because a buddy of mine videotaped it, but the front sight fell off my 1911 midway through a run, and I'm like, oh, and you can hear me go, oh, and the range officer goes. Your front sight fell off. We're just sitting here having a conversation while the clock's running. I'm like, yeah, it did. Can I keep going? He's like, you're going to keep going. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, Affid, who cares? So, yeah. Yes, I am. I'm like five magazines at Target. I'm just running mags through the gun trying to hit stuff. And I'm laughing like an idiot. Finished 50th, but there was only 40 shooters. Right. But I got more rounds off than anybody else at that match. And I was shooting 45. So <laughs> you got your time's hit, worth. Eventually, I hit the plate rack. And that knocked them all down. The, the guy's like, yeah, we'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had so- fun. And he's frozen. There he goes. Uh, Richard, he was at the Sistel event that was a couple of weeks ago. And he said, my last maple seed, I dropped shots because I panicked and missed Rifleman by 10 points. Yeah. Not so, getting being able to get your shots off. Or you were really close, but your neighbor shot your target. Ooh, yeah. That one, that one can frustrate people. Too. That, uh, yeah. I've seen that happen with people. Mm-hmm. They get frustrated. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do remember specifically the first event that ever happened here in Canada. I heard who's shooting my rifle. And then there were some colorful words or who's shooting my target. And then there were some colorful words and I'm not going to say who it was, but there, anyways, never mind. Um, I know that my last epic match that I shot at, remember I was telling you that I'm shooting the bunker stage with all the steel and everything. And then I'm going, I'm shooting low. I'm not even hitting the target. What the hell is going on? And I walk down range and I'm going, I'm not a great shooter, pistol shooter, but I'm better than this. And I got, I didn't get frustrated. I was kind of frustrated from the point of view of I knew I said to myself, I'm a better shooter than this and don't know what's going on. And the guy beside me as I'm shooting the next stage, she goes, uh, yeah, your fiber optic is just totally wagging all over the place. So you might want to fix that and got it, got it fixed. And then for the next stage, it was like alpha, 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 which I'm So it's kind of like, yeah, let's fix it. Let's not just throw the whole match at. And besides it's an Ipsic match. We're going there. We're going to hitch. So let's have some fun. I'm not, I am by any means not a, you know, a B shooter or anything like that. I'm out there to have fun with a group of people. So it's all about attitude. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still and out to shoot well. Yourself. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to like let off the gas. I'm still giving like 95, 100% on, on my stages. I just like, and I, I, I really do care about like shooting well. I just don't really care about the score. That's it. So yeah, yeah that's I want to shoot well. I don't care about yeah. the, where where the score is yeah. afterwards, though. And that's exactly it with me too. Like I, yeah. the, I care about getting my hits, and I care about shooting well, but I also don't care about the score. And quite frankly, 
I never look at where I place. Maybe I should, but <laughs> I never look at where I place because as long as I know that I had a good, good match, or if I feel like I've actually, I'm meeting what my goals are for that specific match, then yeah. Like if it's I like, all, a, uh, I, I like to see the scores afterwards to know um, wh what I need to improve. Um, and how how hard I need to push? Like I, mm, I I've I've looked sure. at some stages where I've been shooting with other people. I'm like, oh my god, I got to turn the gas on. These guys are going way faster than me. Ah, my mm. foot speed. I need to do. I need to work on that for the next one. Mm. I don't really get mad about it, like, but I'll uh, just look at it in terms of like a self yeah self improvement kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think as long as I shoot a little better than I did last time, and I'm happy with it, and I learn something. Yeah. What so uh, we're talking a little bit about like what we what we can do to improve our like or reduce our frustration. What can you do to help someone else's frustration? Because I see that most often. Make them smile. Uh, make them yeah. Make them smile. Crack a joke. Remind them that hey, we're out here to have fun. It's all good. No one ultimately, no one cares how good you do as long as you're out there having a good time. Yeah, keep it yeah. positive. Yeah. If I'm uh -huh. ROing and somebody's just getting mad and frustrated, I'll stop them and I'll say, look at me, smile. Because as soon as you smile, your body doesn't know that you're not smiling. That would smiling. piss me off so much if you did that to you, Dave. <laughs> I'm still doing that to you, Adriel. Like, hey, Adriel. Yeah. If, you did that, if I was like shit in the bed on a stage and you said, Adriel, look at me, smile, I'd be so mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would, you, would you lunge yeah. at him? <laughs> Ugh, it would take everything in my body not to. <laughs> yeah. So doing that. Not, not so much with matches, but certainly uh, with teaching people to shoot and at training exercises and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd stop them and say, "Listen, just take a minute, breathe." I yeah. I did that recently uh, with uh, somebody that was on the line. No, don't worry about it. You're shooting on your own time. Just take a minute, relax, breathe. <sighs> Once that was done, the frustration level it lowers nice. significantly, and then yeah. So I think you, as a, as an RO um, in a sport that allows it, like a little bit of coaching uh, mindset in the stage can like prevent someone from blowing out a stage. Yep. You can say like someone's like wailing or going to war with a target. You can like in the moment say like either breathe and, and slow squeeze of the trigger or just say screw that target, keep going, go for the next ones. You got time and and like pushing them and motivating them to move to the next one. I think are, are some really good things to. Uh, uh, to help someone from blowing out or else just, just recognizing when does someone does something right. If they've yeah. had like a shit day, you're like, oh man, you crushed that plate rack. Maybe the rest of the stage was a complete yeah. write off, but you just like, oh man, you rolled that, that, that plate rack. They're like, yeah, I did. Yeah. The rest of it was a mess, but if they can like find something positive to focus on that, that really helps too. Yeah. So I yeah. was able to take the mental marksmanship course through uh, Milken. And it was, by the way, if you can go, that's probably one of the best courses you can take. And we didn't even shoot anything. So uh, one of the things that I did take away, or one of the stories that Linda had specifically was so she was at a competition, national competition, or it was a world competition. And some, and we train ourselves and we train ourselves to think about, you know, doing the best we can, doing the best we can. And this one girl, she dropped a shot. And that's all she thought about was dropping that shot. And Linda went to her and said, but you made all your other shots. So what did you do well? Instead of concentrating on what you didn't do, concentrate on, on the, the stuff that you did yeah. well and just re repeat that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy for the mind. The mind loves drama, right? So it's like the news. 
negative stuff sells and that's what you're yeah, yeah. unless you focus on it it's, it's really easy to just fixate on that one shot i same thing i watched a guy at a match and he was just nailing it at like 800 yards just dropping them on the target was awesome but he had one that was off he called the wind wrong and it was off and the guy that was coaching me at the time went over to the guy and said hey man what uh, what happened with that one round that was off what uh, what went on there <laughs> and that guy was done for the day like done just absolutely done and he was killing it and he completely blew the match wow wow yeah yeah it's pretty mean but my coach is not a nice guy so (laughs) he didn't like that guy either (laughs) he didn't well he he could be looking for like self-diagnosis like that guy should recognize like oh i called the wind wrong yeah but yeah he like he couldn't handle it too thin yeah that's not what i did yeah that's (laughs) but i have seen people at competitions do that specifically and it's to psych the other person out, but yep. don't let people psych them. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you know some mean people. Holy. Yeah. yeah well, it, that... it, Go ahead. It can be without even the mean little jab to get your mind going when you see buddies in between stages from other squads and they ask you how it's doing. doesn't matter if it's a good match or not. Just say, yeah, it's, it's fun having a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that even if you're having a crap day actually shooting, it still gets your mind into a better frame more positive space than yeah. focusing on the negative so mike i posted this mike said um uh pre-stage prep questions like have you zero your turret that's actually a really good one so mm-hmm. thank you if you if you're an ro and you are on the stage and you're giving people you know time to make sure you zero your turrets have you loaded your mags up things like that those are good things to say to people it's decent it as well, well it's little story oh, the mag loaded thing and the and the turret like so in PRS you zip your turrets a lot and you can be a full rotation out which all of you guys know I'm just for some of your <laughs> listeners who might not shoot a lot of PRS in there done and that. you can shoot it you could shoot a whole stage and just be like I don't know where the bullets are going the mm-hmm. whole thing, yeah. the whole kadoodle could just be like no hits anywhere and you don't even know where your bullets are going because yeah. you're like a full rotation out or like the yeah. the mags being partially loaded you could head into a stage be shooting and hear a click when you should have heard a bang and you're like what's going on then you load another mag but there's only two in that one and then you're onto another <laughs> one and now you're headed for a true and and dear train wreck of a stage yeah i i okay so we had an instructor on the line last week and he i watched him do it and he's he insert the magazine and he was getting into his mental bubble and everything. And I also, and then immediately saw the magazine just fall right out. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and, it. And, oh. and we called fire and I said, <clears throat> magazine, magazine, Thanks. check the magazine. Yep. Shut up, Kelly. I'm focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in the zone. I'm in the bubble. You don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Run at a bolt. Rock. Racked a uh, racked around, and then it's click, and then the magazine's on the ground. Anyways, so it's always great to give helpful hints to people if you can. Yeah, <laughs> first can. First, uh, first precision match I shot. I'd been screwing around with my scope the night before to find out how many clicks of elevation I actually had on the scope before I ran out, and I completely gapped and didn't put it back down. <laughs> so I'm shooting my 308 at a hundred yards or 200 yards and my spotter is going yep you're dead on you're dead on so i'm like sweet this is awesome we shoot the match zero hits we go back to 300 zero hits 400 i'm like what is going on 
he's looking at the wrong target. Oh, he's oh, no. a different base. We're like on lane three. He's looking at lane four, and he's like, "Oh no, just, yeah, you have to hit the right target." Oh, oh. Right? So then I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to aim at the bottom of the berm, fire a shot." And he's like, "I think he hit the number boards, and they're like 20 feet up." <laughs> uh, so I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> good thing there was a massive backstop way down range because I don't know where those yeah. bullets were going. But yeah, oops, mm-hmm. I'll never do that again. Some of the things, yeah. Some of the things you can do to prevent frustration is do the same thing you always do. Yeah. So whether it's okay, you have a top up and you have that magazine and you ditch it, or you go through it's the same routine so that you're not like I was in the middle of a stage once and I had to reshoot another stage and I forgot to actually switch it out my mag out for a full mag. So halfway through, I'm going, oh shit. There's no more, no more bullets yeah. <laughs> or thinking yeah. or thinking if you have to reshoot the stage, Oh shit. I didn't go through and do the mental prep for it on how I'm actually mm-hmm. going to shoot it. And then I shot yeah. it like shit, obviously. Yeah, that's why the oh, yeah, pre- shots do not smile upon reshoots. The pre prep for a stage or station is yeah. I have the same routine every time that okay, this yeah. is what I do. I love reshoots. I like- I know some guys don't. Mm-hmm. I love them because there's always something where it's like, ah, I could have done that a little bit better. Or, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't been really badly burned by one yet. I imagine my time is coming. Oh, it'll come. Yeah, yeah it'll come. Yeah. That's when your gun goes down and you just did like a not bad one, but you had a target failure, and they're like, I'm gonna reshoot. You just blow my oh, that's happened. That's happened. But I know yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah, a lot of times the reshoots do not end up better. <laughs> no. Yeah. I like Wayne's here. He said he'd seen a guy run a three gun stage great until he got to the shotgun and forgot to load his caddies. He was I've done. Uh, I've seen that multiple times. Yeah. No chest oh, yeah. caddy. If you're running like a chest caddy and you got no chest caddy mm-hmm. on you. I've done it once where the previous stage, it was one of the double up bay stages. So shot the first stage. Yeah. Okay, that went great. Went, put my shotgun down on the table and I would end up running the timer for the rest of the stage. And then we got to the second stage on that bay and okay. So load, make ready, put my ghost load in, put around in the chamber of my shotgun, put it on the staging table. And I start having a deadly run, then get to the shotgun, shoot two shots and it doesn't go bang anymore. Because I didn't preload my shotgun, I just loaded the ghost load and the one in the chamber, so it was a mad scramble to load shells. And (laughs) oh no! And after that, yeah, I just put down my shotgun and laughed like that. That's all I could do. Reloading though, like what's it like loading another eight rounds? You can do that no problem. (laughs) That's that's like a three second problem or a four second problem. It was a short stage though. It was a very Uh, short stage. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, it was just funny. And yeah, those times like that, you just gotta laugh at yourself because that was your own it was your own damn mistake. And yeah. yeah. So I've seen guys get down range and they uh re- they were retaining their empty magazines. So then they start pulling the empties and oh. load the gun. And saw one guy load like three empties through his gun, one after another, and we're just sitting oh. there looking at him going, Come on, dude. <laughs> Would, and oh, you hit one that had ammo in it, and there was like two rounds of that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some F6 shooters yeah. like to any mags that they pick up, they put in a pocket, not back on their yeah. belt. And then when they get yeah. back to the uh, 
uh, back is. behind the scenes, they pretty load up those mags. Yeah. I check yeah. all my mags every time when I load them. Yeah, I check too. all my rifle mags, all my pistol mags. Then they go in the belt, and then I know for sure that that belt's loaded. Yeah, yeah. There is. Uh, it, it's not. You get frustrated for all sorts of reasons. Getting frustrated for crappy reasons, like you forgot to load your mags, that's the yeah. worst. Because yeah. it's so preventable. Like if I if I shoot a crap stage, you know, um, so be it. If if I uh, jam or fail because of my lack of preparation and I don't have a good time because I didn't prepare the right kind of stuff, that's worse. Way worse. Yeah. Well said. So to prevent frustrations, here's what we're, we're recommending. Correct. Have yeah. reasonable expectations. Have fun. Make sure that you are prepared, whether it's through um, running the stage and doing your own preparation on how you're going to run it. Make sure that your equipment is in top order and it's clean before you come and you have enough mm-hmm. ammo, ammo and magazines, etc. And that you, between stages, prepare as well. You reset your zeros. You... Uh, run with somebody who is a little bit better so that you can push yourself, mm. but also have a really good time and squad yourself with people that are fun. And then also yes. don't be so hard on yourself. It's shooting. You're going out to the range and a bad day at the range is a good day. Everywhere else. Correct. Correct. Yeah, And I'll break it down even really simple to, for gear related frustration, set yourself up for success, make sure you're prepared and everything's good. Yeah. For the performance frustration, remember, you're doing this to have fun. Yes, you want to be competitive, but you're doing it to have fun. And a lot of times, all you need to do is just take a step back, deep breath, reset. <gasps> Don't dwell on the past. Look towards the future. Yeah. And smile, yeah. Not that smile, Kelly. No. Not that one. I you off the range. That would give me I'm nightmares. No. <laughs> Actually, just, just breathe. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, nothing yeah. is mandatory. You can just walk away and take a minute if yeah. you need to as well. Yeah. Unless you're Absolutely. physically on the line with a with a gun that is jammed or whatever. Can't. Yeah. Don't throw anything. Yeah, automatic. Don't, don't do stupid things when you're mad. Just stop, breathe. If you yeah, don't do dumb things. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. I think okay. that pretty much wraps that up. And That's take a, a moment. And take a mental marksmanship or a mental course or go read Lanny Basham's, you know. Anyways, just... Just go mental. Go yeah. mental. Go mental. Go mental. smile. Encourage people to smile. Yeah. yeah. In the middle by of the, the stage. By the way, I think... Adriel. We're shooting Adriel. I'm going to RO you and I'm going to yeah. smile, Adriel. Fires. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you, if you really want to get in my head, just say, like, you'd be, you'd be cuter if you smiled a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to lean over and tell you're you. are going to hear that at the next. <laughs> in the middle of the stage, be yelling, you're not smiling. You're not smiling. <laughs> Somebody's going to yell that at Adriel next week. Yeah. yeah. Everybody at the if you happen to be listening, Fantastic. remember to yell Fantastic. at Adriel, are you smiling? <laughs> All of you have yeah. shot with me before, except for except for half. You will at some point, but you all know that I will smile at some point and it won't be genuine. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that smile, like, leave me alone now before I rip your head off. <laughs> no. Anyways. Just give her an apple. That's all her food. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Dave's talking about feeding me. Yes. He feeds me so I don't get hangry. 
<laughs> that's good. It's that's not frustration. That's just I yeah. killed somebody for a cheese sandwich. Anyways, a lot. I've got a list. <laughs> Speaking of which, my chicken wings just finished cooking. <laughs> okay, well, we have to wrap it up before it yeah. kills us all. Uh, getting hangry right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's the smile. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Don't know if he offers uh, psych surveys or not, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you can check out his online inventory of new used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca or check him out on Facebook or Instagram. And we don't have anything, so... There's something oh, here from Kelly. It oh. says, wrap it up chicken wings. Love, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Great letter. Yeah, that was very to the point and informative. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you would like to send the show an email where we will read it in this segment, you can do so by sending an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, we also don't have any new Patreon supporters, but you can also become a patroni by going searching us up on Patreon. But uh, other than that, uh, shout outs. Anybody got anything? Yeah, uh, I got one for the uh, three gun guys. Just to uh, thanks again for running another match at uh, Sherwood Park. Let's get my three gun fix in, uh, and then one to Thomas and Roseanne for taking me out to the range or driving. Aww. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Aww. I like going to the range with people. It's Hang fun. your head out the window. Be there yet? It's a lot better than solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's more fun with other people. Yes. Yeah. Well, m- most things. <laughs> Like slow dancing. <laughs> Don't judge me. All right. I do have a shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to the Bancroft Fishing Game Club, especially Paul, Bruce, and Bob. They were fantastic with last weekend's uh, Gunny Girl calendar shoot. They provided a range, but also other locations, and then also some firearms that are going to be in the calendar, too. So, And then horses, nice. too. It's awesome. You had the ponies. Um, we got ponies. The ponies. And uh, also always to our listeners for listening and giving us some great feedback and great smiles when we meet them in person, especially at our events. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening. Shout out to everybody who's been donating to the CCFR Legal Challenge because, yeah, you people are awesome. Keep it up. Yay. And any of the other legal challenges like Alberta Tactical Rifle or... Mm-hmm. They, they have another going draw going on now. They have a sticker draw going on now. They for, do. Yeah, go oh. check out Alberta Tactical Rifle. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Forgot about products. Hey, Mo, do you have a shout out? No shout out, sir. No, I don't have one either. So with that, we will sign off. So go check us out on Gunners River Canada. Give us a like on Facebook. Like, subscribe YouTube. Give us a review on Facebook or wherever. Join the CCFR, and we will see you guys next week. Good night. Later. I'm going to say good night to Mo. Oh, yeah. Wings. But night, Mo. He keeps saying night to me when I'm not here. So Good night, Kelly. Good night, Mo. Good night, Dave. Good night, Kyle. (laughs) Good night, Tom Boy. Good night, John Boy. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thinks of that. I can't help but uh, the John Boy thing. 
I always pops back to the uh, Family Guy episode where he's like, John Boy, John Boy, and the light comes on. He's like, damn it, can a boy masturbate? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the show is uh, so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.